You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, we are down to our final preseason game. Uh, Does that make you sad? I'm really going to miss all the waiting on real football. No, Marcus. I mean, <laughs> I can't stand this 4-3 season game. Let me just vent a little bit about it. It sucks. I love football. I'll watch a preseason game from start to finish. But, man, it's hard to watch these last preseason games. Oh, gosh. And, and the, so and the truth of the matter is, is the, the thing is, is that this may be the last time we are forced to watch a – fourth preseason game. Let's you know? hope so, because so, we do not need this fourth preseason game. I, what I, I'm trying to think of all of the fourth preseason games I've watched. Is there anything notable that has ever come out of these games? You know what I mean? Like, you really I, I mean, think about I, I think that I was I was listening to the shows this morning, and, I, and someone reminded me that I, there was that one year where they had that really good corner, or they thought they had that really good corner, and he played himself off the roster in the fourth game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Poor it's guy. like, look, it's crazy because it's a full football game that we're doing for probably the benefit or, you know, I guess detriment in some cases of, of, of you know, like five, maybe five people on your roster. It's yeah. it's because like they're getting those five guys are getting a last look and a, a last opportunity and but outside of that it's like what are we even getting out of this so yeah I mean I, I, I we're gonna talk about the, those guys because it is important for those guys uh, but but I think as far as preseason overall this is something that is I think everyone around the league is is ready to cut back on the preseason games yeah because the quality has just dropped off not even just a it's worse preseason. than an AAF game like it's worse than any of those other oh yeah you know other like league games because it's 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 not even just that, the, that there's like a step down or two in talent these are also guys who are not necessarily all used to playing together and like right. have been practicing right. so it's it's just a hodgepodge of football players playing quote-unquote football all right let's go ahead and talk about some of those guys that do need this game because you know as you mentioned it there's five six seven guys on this team that are fighting for roster spots and there's another what probably five ten guys that are fighting for practice squad spots and we know that the cowboys are going to use this game to help evaluate uh who makes the practice squad maybe what you guys get onto the 53-man roster uh so let's go ahead and talk about that um but before we do let's kind of preface this by saying we're not exactly sure who's going to play and who's not going to play because, you know, the Cowboys could hold out whoever. They could hold out some guys just to not put any extra film on there, for, you know, try to sneak them onto the practice squad. But we're going to kind of make some educated guesses as to who's not playing. It's, Obviously, go ahead. It's no, also been no a starters. short week, too. That's yeah. the thing. So we haven't gotten a lot of press conferences, and all the press conferences haven't really been discussing too much about 
you know who's going to play. So we didn't even get that last press conference before the you know the game because of the Happy Hill Farms uh, luncheon. So like we really ha- are flying blind as to who is and isn't playing because no one really got a chance to like, get that last bit of information from Jason Garrett. Sure. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about a couple guys really quickly. Obviously, no Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I don't expect that we're going to see Tony Pollard if we do a drive at most. Uh, so I'm kind of looking down the roster at Jordan Chun, Mike Weber, Darius Jackson. Uh, when we did our 53-man roster, both of us put Jordan Chun on the 53. Uh, I, I do think we're going to see some Chun, we're going to see some Weber, we're going to see some Jackson. Uh, what do you expect to see out of those three running backs this week? I think what's going to be interesting, I mean, first of all, I, I definitely think you're going to see all those guys. So that's not really even much of a discussion as far as that goes. But I, I do, I am interested to see how much Alfred Morris we see because, uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're still not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen with Zeke, and I don't think anybody is. Um, and 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 if he's not going to be here week one, then they need Alfred Morris healthy in some capacity. I would sure. think so. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it's likely that you're going to see a whole bunch of Chun and, and, and Smith and uh, – I'm sorry, not Smith, and Jackson and, uh, uh, and, and Weber. Weber but, I yeah. think, but I think that it, it, the question to me is how much will we see of Alfred Morris because it's it, – it, there's, there's a balance that needs to be struck between getting a guy ready for the season and also protecting him. And, and, and because Morris came in late to the game – I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to get him some snaps there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how much. And, and those other guys, you know, I think I, I think that there's a competition. I mean, I don't I don't think Morris is necessarily involved in this roster battle for the last spot, right? I mean, I think I kind of feel it's, bad for Alfred Morris, right? Because he he knows as soon as Zeke signs, he's probably cut, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's. I think he understands. I think he's. He seems like someone who's very much made peace with what the business is. Sure. You know, and he doesn't seem to. He he doesn't spend lavishly. I mean, we just know from <laughs> what little we know about him is that he he seems to be a guy that kind of you know is holding on. He's very professional, very you know mature. I, I feel like he he understands. He has a grip on on what exactly the situation was. Uh, that's probably right. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I think the, those other guys are probably all. Vying, definitely going to be getting some some playing time and trying to vie for that you know that kind of final spot on the roster. Though I feel like it's likely Chun's to lose. I think just because of his special teams. I could be wrong though. No, that, I, that's exactly how I feel right now. If if Chun just needs to have a solid performance on Thursday night in order to wrap up that job, uh, let's take a quick break and we will come back and we'll talk a little bit about the receivers. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up, BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code LOCKEDON, just pay $5 shipping Again, that's blue, B-L-U-E, chew.com, 
promo code locked on to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, Landon, we're obviously not going to see Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, probably won't see Tavon or Randall Cobb. Uh, I'm assuming we'll see a little bit of Devin Smith, you know, even though we kind of think he's going to make the roster. Uh, but the battle that I'm really looking at is John Vea Johnson versus Jalen Guyton. Um, you know, two weeks ago, we kind of assumed that John Vea Johnson was a lock to make the practice squad. Is there any chance that Jalen Guyton makes the practice squad over John Vea Johnson? Do you think there's a chance that the Cowboys keep neither and go somewhere else? How do you see that wide receiver situation playing out? I don't think that there's any reason that it has to be either or. I mean, the, the, you know, they expanded the play the practice squads a few years ago. Um, and I think there's enough room, and you need wide receivers. Like that's one of the positions that they will go long on in the practice squad. So I I, I wouldn't be at all be surprised if they kept both of them. Um, so I, you know, the, the question really becomes: Do they make it? You know, if not, then what happens? Do you, do you kind of go for Reggie Davis, or do you go outside of there? You know, I, I think there's definitely room for both of them. Um, I don't but, see either of those guys getting picked up by other teams, though, right? Because neither are ready to compete and contribute this year, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think so, but you never know. I mean, I, look, we always kind of overestimate how often these guys get claimed. I think there was like less than forty claims all of last season. Period. And, and normally the they're for like veteran guys who can come in and fill roles, not yeah. for. And listen, receiver is the one position in the league that almost every team feels good about their depth and yeah. some of the young guys they there, have. There's a lot of depth across the league at the position. So I I, I, just, I just don't see. John Vay Johnson or those guys getting claimed. I think those would be pretty easy practice squad guys. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the offensive line. Uh, it's going to be a little, a little bit of a disaster as who's going to play this week because obviously you're not going to get any of the starters. Uh, no Connor McGovern this week as uh, Brian Broaddus reported that he, he suffered some kind of setback, so we won't see him even though he's kind of been getting close to practice. I think uh, I figured out why. I mean, I, whether he had a setback or not. Well, <laughs> listen, we're, we're, we're saying setback so we can get him on IR. Let's let's so that we can get Adam Redman on. <laughs> on well, let's CIA let's talk about Adam Redman yeah. because that's a guy that will probably will play a lot. Yeah, uh, I, you know, Adam Redman is a guy that you like a lot. I kind of like Brandon Knight. Um, which offensive lineman are you looking forward to seeing this week? Well, I mean, the other kind of guy that I think is likely to get claimed, you know, we talked about, just talked about it. Not very many people are likely to get claimed. It's, we always kind of overestimate. And, and the kind of people that do get claimed are usually vets who a team thinks can help or young offensive linemen that have upside. And I think Redmond yep. is one of those guys. I mean, he's young, but he's had uh, some some starting experience or some snaps that he's played on the field. Um, I think he's shown a lot of improvement over the, the offseason, and, and he's got a lot of tape on him right now. So, uh, you know, they they are hoping that if they're gonna if they decide to IR uh, McGovern, they're gonna have to carry McGovern, and then uh, hope that that Redmond doesn't get signed. You know, uh, after being cut, because I think it likely would be Redmond. They hope sneaks through the first week. They can re-sign after they go through the mechanism of IRing McGovern. Is you know? that the best case scenario for Dallas with McGovern? I, I know it sounds bad to say a player gets injured or whatever, but to be able to put McGovern on IR because you're probably not going to use him anyway with you know already having Joe Looney and you know Xavier Suafilo, is that is that a good outcome for Dallas here? I, I think that it's. 
I mean, it's a good outcome in the sense that uh, you're, you're a sense of, in the sense of roster management and getting that spot Team back building, because yeah. because ultimately, yeah, I mean, he's going to be your inactive, you know, f- member of the forty six that Every you know the forty eighth guy, you know that that doesn't that doesn't make the game day roster that is your, your inactive player. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think does this kind of hurt his development at all? I don't know, but maybe. But I do think maybe this, maybe there is a little bit to this where it's like, look, this is kind of. There's no point to push this back. I mean, he needs the time to get stronger, anyways. Let's let him get get right. Uh, let him be in the weight room a little bit after that, and then by the time he's eligible to come back, you know, we might he might be ready to play anyways you know it may it may sure. take even yeah. if he was healthy it may take him that long to get ready to play anyways so uh yeah i mean whether they're using the mechanism to help make sure, you know ensure another roster spot i think that that's just a bonus for them all right let's go ahead and move on to defense because i think we covered pretty much everybody on the offense is going to be interesting to watch uh on defense uh, again, no Demarcus Lawrence, no Tyron Crawford. I doubt we'll see Taco Charlton after you know having his good week last week and the injury. Uh, we might see a little bit of Tristan Hill as the, the Cowboys maybe try to ramp up his workload a little bit. Uh, but on the defensive line, Landon, is there any specific guy that you're interested to see? Maybe a, a guy to make the practice squad or a down the roster one. You know, I just I'd like to see if Ross can make a last minute push. You know, just to see. I think. It's we've kind of just stopped talking about him, um, and I and I think it's a kind of a tough spot. You know, there's not a lot of room, but maybe he can make an argument. You know, someone was making arguments earlier that maybe he can make this argument that he should be there instead of uh, one of those defensive ends. I don't know. Um, I think Taco Charlton definitely. I don't know. He's he's not. I think he's not likely to play, but I, I think his place on this team. Uh, you know. It, 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 he's lucky because I, th- I feel like if if Jalen Jokes was healthy, um, it, it, I think that there there could have been opportunities for some of these down roster guys to kind of come in here and show out, and maybe that's the the you know the spot where they they find a, a, a surprise you know a roster surprise or they do something with with Taco or the you know uh, I, I think uh, yeah but outside of that like I mean I just really think that. You're trying to survive the game. I think, for the most part, that whole lineup is pretty well set. You know what you got with Robert Quinn coming back. So really, you're thinking about bringing a guy in here whom ultimately you're going to probably cut week three anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if like the, if this game is kind of the uh, audition to see who might be that last defensive end on the roster that might likely hit the street by week four. Would you be shocked if the Cowboys made any moves to acquire any defensive linemen, defensive tackles over the next you know week or so? Or do you feel pretty good that they've got their nine or ten already on the roster? Because last year, I think it was last year, they brought in, was it J. Ron Elliott? Was that last year or two years ago? You know, it seems like they've always kind of have one of these moves up, you know, up their sleeves a little bit. So my question is, is are the ten guys that are going to make this team already on the roster? Um, if as far as defensive linemen go, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think so. I mean, I, I will, yeah, I will concede that I think if there is a position that they may, if an opportunity came up that they may go get, I would say defensive tackle would likely be that. But uh, I know one who might be available. 
I'm not oh. sure if I'm allowed to say, but I, I know one who might be available. No one listens to this, Marcus. Just tell us. I, 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 I'm not sure I'm allowed to tell, but the Cowboys did have a first-round grade on him last year, and mm. then he fell a little bit in the draft. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, maybe another team that I cover. But uh, yeah, so I'm just just curious. I'm, I'm just curious to see if the Cowboys will keep I, all yeah, these guys. I think it's yeah. I, I mean, I think if there's a if there's a situation, I think they like these guys and they're good with the guys they got, and they'll be happy to cut their, these guys down. Obviously, if they see a situation that pops up that you know it, they think is a, an improvement, I don't. I, you know, I think they're looking to improve the position, so I, I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. Uh, uh, a huge surprise, I guess, for if they were to go out and grab a guy or make a small trade sure. or, you know, whatever. Sure. I think because there's just not a lot of known here, you know. And, and maybe the idea is that, look, we're carrying Tristan Hill, but we still would like another defensive tackle to kind of provide some more stability there until Tristan Hill is able to kind of take over that job. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. I, I'm also... I, I, you you say that we say that, but there's also like there's there's Crawford there's all these guys that it's can come lot. inside and play defensive tackle. Hider, so it's yep. uh, you know it's really not a huge necessity. I, I think for me it'd have to be someone you know that that situation that you are hinting at that would be a situation that would make me change my mind if they felt like there was just a talent that was too good to pass up mm-hmm. uh, that that might be a situation that that I would say see see them prouncing on but otherwise I, I don't know that they feel I, I actually feel like they probably feel better about their defensive tackle situation now than when they went into this into I, I, this I kind of agree because I, I think Malik Collins is just so much oh, better than yeah, anyone that's expected what it is. this is the best we've ever seen Malik Collins um, let's go ahead and move on to linebackers because uh, believe it or not, there's like three or four guys here that I'm interested in seeing. Uh, Justin Phillips is one who just keeps making plays every week. Uh, Nate Hall, uh, we actually haven't talked about him a lot on this podcast, but he's actually right now Pro Football Focus's number one uh, rookie linebacker in the league. Uh, he's actually been playing well. Maybe he's earned himself a spot on the practice squad. Uh, Luke Gifford will not play, but I'm still looking at guys like uh, Justin Marchal-Lillard, who is fighting for playing time and roster spot. Uh, what do you think about the linebackers going into this final preseason week? There's so many of them. It's just <laughs> it really they, they get lost in the shuffle. We've got you know like eight linebackers deep now. I'm more than that. It's like, I, yeah. I mean, I think we have not talked enough about Nate Hall, and, and I I have noticed Nate Hall out here at times that just. You know, there's just no, there's eight other guys. It's like, just so, so it's many tough, guys. It's man. ridiculous. Um, it's so, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, it, it, for Nate Hall, Justin Phillips is another guy who's in that list of can have a great game and probably might like might be able to play himself onto the roster somehow. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I think if, if I'm a team that's looking for linebackers. Yeah, call Dallas. Uh, call I'm, Dallas. Ta- I'm giving Dallas a call, maybe. Uh, all right, let's finish up with defensive backs. Uh, we're not going to see any starters, even though Byron Jones came off PUP. He's not quite ready to see the field yet. Um, so I'm looking at some cornerbacks down the roster. Uh, you know, we feel pretty good about the top four with Byron, Ouzier, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. Uh, but after that, I, I think there's some spots up for grabs. 
Uh, Michael Jackson, the Cowboys' fifth-round pick. Uh, we haven't seen a ton of him in the preseason. I'm interested to see what he does in week four. Uh, we have Chris Westry, who really hasn't done a lot. There's Donovan Alumba, who a lot of people have on their 53-man roster. Uh, CJ Goodwin, I'm not sure how much he's going to play in this game because he's maybe their best special teamer. Uh, how do you think? What do you think about the secondary entering this final preseason game? You know, it's interesting. CJ Goodwin's really interesting to me too because to me, if it was me, I. I think Goodwin is like he's on the team, right? So I probably just because I look. I mean, ultimately you need some of these special teams guys, and I think Goodwin is a guy that I think he has some interesting value as a special teams player. But also, I mean, I, look, I think you could use him your fifth as corner. A, that's that's well, saying that he's your fifth cornerback. You know? What yeah, I mean? and that's what I'm saying. And I I also think that he has value as a guy that you could put out there maybe on a tight end. Sure. You know, because sure. I think he has that kind of physicality and size with some athleticism. And I think if you're just asking him to do something specifically like, specific like that, I, mean, I, I think that might be an interesting uh, matchup situation. So, anyways, my, but I think the, the point is that I think he's probably made the team just because, uh, I, you know, I think Frazier is not necessarily on the team yet. So I think so. If you're not going to have Frazier, you need to have at least one uh, special team guy, and I think it just makes sense to make Goodwin that guy. I agree. Um, And so I I, I guess that's a long way of saying it'll be interesting to see how how much how many snaps he plays. I I think the more interesting guy is if Donovan Alumba plays out Mm. there. I think he is a guy who is maybe the prime target to if he has a good game could play. Could, it could be the, the kind of finishing touches on him. Okay, okay, okay. You're on the team. That's See, I, I almost think it's the opposite. I think he's a guy that could play well enough that another team kind of sneaks around and say, hey, we'll give you a conditional six-round pick. For or maybe, yeah, run. or maybe that, yeah. I, I think, I think, I, I guess that's more the thing is that I think this is the, this is Alumba's chance to kind of make his uh, closing arguments, I guess. Sure. I, to, he's to, probably going to play most of the making some roster. You right. know, Absolutely. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.